Welcome to the Smart Weight Loss Coaching Podcast. I'm Dr. Lisa Olson, a board-certified weight loss medicine specialist and certified life coach. In this podcast, I'll share fresh insights and effective techniques for incorporating mindset, habit change, and proven science into your life. Are you ready to achieve sustainable weight loss, wellness, and longevity? Then let's jump in and lose weight the smart way. My journey into weight loss started with a pair of leg warmers and a Jane Fonda tape at around age 12. And like so many girls and women, I started counting calories and restricting my food. I would eliminate entire food groups, like I'm not going to eat carbs all week. And then I would struggle with binge eating the foods that I restricted. Food and weight and exercise were taking up way too much brain space when I was a teenager. And when I looked around, everyone else that I cared about was on the struggle bus in one way or another also. My parents, my friends, my sister. Well, my sister's story is a little bit different. She was diagnosed with something called Crohn's disease, and she had to go on high-dose steroids. This caused a lot of weight gain for her, and I was really shocked to see how people treated her so poorly after she gained the weight. As a young adult, she was working in an elementary school as a speech pathologist, and parents would say things like, what happened to you? You look terrible. If we went shopping together, people would sometimes bump her, kind of like shove her when they hit her shoulder, as if she was taking up too much space. It was really heartbreaking to watch this, and it really increased my compassion for people struggling with their weight because it's such a visible thing. You know, we all struggle with something. We all have certain things that are rough. But for many of us, the world doesn't get to see our struggle in such a visible way. There's so much shaming, so much blaming. There's so much anxiety about being in photos or about getting your seat on an airplane. It was really tough for my sister It's been really tough for many of my clients and patients in my medical practice. So I came to be really compassionate about that. And I just want to be sure that you hear me loud and clear. You matter. You are lovable at any size. I know you can make changes to lose weight and be your healthiest self, and I'm really excited to help with that. But let me be clear, you don't have to be a certain size for others to love you, nor for you to love yourself. I love to help people to love themselves today, wherever they are on their journey. And that's something that I struggled with too. At my heaviest, I was about 40 pounds higher than I am now. I've been lucky enough to be in maintenance for many, many years, but I'll tell you, maintenance is still work for me. Most days are pretty easy now because I've practiced healthy habits for so long, and also because I have a community. The women in my weight loss program are supporting me on my journey as much as I'm supporting them. So I think, you know, I'm a physician and I worked for many years in primary care. I've been on staff at Northwestern in Chicago since the late 90s. And for over a decade, I have been certified by the American Board of Obesity Medicine as a weight loss specialist. What's been really 
fun for me is adding a new layer on top of it, which is coaching. So I like to say sometimes I take off my stethoscope and I put on my coaching hat. And that has been so incredibly helpful for me, my own journey, and also for my clients. So I like to meet people at the intersection of science, all of the science about weight, the genetics, the neurotransmitters, the hormones, all of the changes in metabolism that happen with weight loss. And then I like to layer on top of that the mindset, the thought work. That is where it's at. All right. So let me ask you a question. Have you ever bumped into your doctor at the grocery store? (laughs) Sometimes that happens to me. I feel like people always want to know what I eat (laughs) and what I do for exercise. So I'll tell you, I eat a lot of plants, mostly plants. But in my mind, nothing needs to be forbidden. I don't follow any strict diet. Really, I just follow my own personal nutrition plan, which is based on what I like, based on what's healthy, and I always make room for occasional treats and splurges. I believe you can do the same. You really have to. If we're too strict and too restrictive, it's really hard to maintain that for the long term. And weight management is a lifelong process. So we have to make it tolerable now so that, you know, so that we can tolerate it later. Dare I say enjoyable now? <laughs> I think it's possible. So I myself am a flexitarian. I don't make any meat or chicken or pork for myself at home. But if you invite me to your house for dinner, I will eat what you're serving, unless it's kale. Really, I don't like kale. I know. It's the craziest thing. That is like my big secret. I don't know how it happened. I'm the only weight loss specialist in the world who doesn't like kale. When I go to conferences, there's always a kale salad, and people will sometimes say that they made it just for me. What can you do? What's good about this, (laughs) if you're working with me, is that I'm going to get it if you tell me you don't like fish, right? I'm not forcing anyone to eat fish or kale or tomatoes or mushrooms. Eat what you like, but I just encourage you to be plant forward and to reduce ultra processed foods. I'll say a little bit more about what I eat. I do allow what I consider thoughtfully curated treats and splurges. We'll talk about that more in a future episode. I just want to say I love sweets and I (laughs) am still in the process of making my peace (laughs) with sugary treats, but I'm really in in a great place right now. And I'd love to help you find your way to manage your weight without making treats completely forbidden, whatever it is that you enjoy as a little pleasure food. How about exercise and movement? I'm really active, but I don't force myself to do things that I don't like. So just like with food, like with kale, if I don't like it, I'm not going to eat it. If it's an exercise or movement or activity that I don't like, I'm not going to do it. I used to run, but I never enjoyed that. I never got into that state of flow that I know some people achieve. So I no longer ask myself to do that. But here's the thing. I do enough active things so that when I'm caught in a pouring rainstorm, (laughs) I can run. (laughs) And I know because that just happened to me recently. I was in New York City for a medical conference and I decided, I'm so proud of myself, I decided to attend an opera at the Met by myself because there was something really amazing playing that I was excited to see. So I came out of the opera 
And it was 1130 at night and it was cold and it was pouring rain. (laughs) So I will say that the saying, this is the city that never sleeps is so true because there were tons of people out, but there was a huge mob of people trying to get a ride share or a cab. And I just decided I could stand here in the pouring rain for 15 minutes trying to get a ride or I could run. (laughs) And I did wear sensible shoes because I walked to the opera earlier in the evening. So I ran 15 minutes from the Met to my hotel. I paused at red lights, kind of thankful, (laughs) grateful for the break. But what I'm trying to say is I am in shape enough to run for 15 minutes, but I am not so intense and driven about exercise (laughs) that I would voluntarily run if it was not pouring rain out. So other activities that I do like, tons of walking, and yes, that is exercise. I also like to tie my shoes while standing on one foot. (laughs) You might think this is really silly, but I'll tell you why I do it. Many years ago, I attended a conference at the Mayo Clinic, and I learned this fascinating little tidbit, which I have never forgotten, and I will share with you now. Only 50% of 50-year-old people can stand on one foot for 50 seconds with their eyes closed. (laughs) So I took that challenge. It turned out when I tried that, I could do it. But then I decided I really want to improve my balance because while I did manage to stand on one foot for 50 seconds with my eyes closed, I was pretty wobbly. So at that moment, I started this habit that I have when I put on my sneakers or my dancing shoes (laughs) or any kind of shoe. I do it on one foot and I'm pretty good. I can tie my shoes. I can untie my shoes on one foot. You should try it very safely, please, (laughs) with something soft in case you fall. All right. Here's some other things I do. I do six minutes of squats every day. (laughs) Why six minutes? Because I have an electric toothbrush that works for two minutes. Every time I brush my teeth, I push a button and it goes for two minutes. So every time I'm brushing my teeth, I do two minutes of squats and I brush my teeth in the morning. I brush my teeth after lunch and I brush my teeth before I go to bed. So there you go. That's my six minutes. I also do tricep dips on the edge of my bathtub or on the edge of a park bench when I'm out walking. I do weights probably not enough. I'm working on that. That's a goal for me. And I'm working on it because I'm doing a kayaking marathon this year. I'm doing it with my 76-year-old mother who can really <laughs> I was going to I was going to say something naughty. Um she can really kick butt on a kayak. She is a runner. She just ran a half marathon this year. She is so fit. She can do so many push-ups and not on her knees. She's really amazing. The joke in our family is that when she runs a 10K or a half marathon or (laughs) maybe even a 5K, she always wins first place in her age division and second place and third place and last place (laughs) because she's usually the only one, (laughs) which I think is awesome. All right. Other things that I like to do because they're joyful ways to move my body, I like to dance. I'm a tango dancer. I'm not the best. I'm not the worst. I just enjoy it. 
So I hope you will find something that you enjoy. We're going to talk so much about exercise. We're going to talk about nutrition. We're going to talk about managing your mind to help you manage your weight. I think you can tell that I love to help women discover that weight loss doesn't have to be grueling. When we have the right people along for the ride, it's actually pretty fun. Thanks so much for listening. If you'd like more support during your smart weight loss journey, check out our group coaching program at smartweightlosscoaching.com. Until next time, stay well and stay smart.